don't know why I hit that. Hello, everybody. It is Friday, week 13, despite what it says on the graphic there. A little early in the morning for the graphics guy. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get him into shape here. Uh, it's week Thank 13. You. It's the DraftKings main slate that we're here to discuss. I'm going to hand this uh, this thing over. My name's Clark Lawrence, by the way. I'm going to hand this over to uh, our resident here in the sports attic, our resident DraftKings fella, our guy, our person. Here he is, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher third. Well, hello, Clark Lawrenson, and uh, well, this is an exciting week because if you like running backs, this is the week to, to be in on them because there's a lot of ceiling at the running back position this week. Uh, we'll break down the top three games with the highest over and under, and we'll go. Uh, we'll look at some of the positions as well. And uh, you know, while we start a little bit at the quarterback position this week, there's a lot of ceiling at the quarterback position. There's a lot of guys in good spots. Who, who can get you uh, 30 points. So punting at quarterback, certainly, you know, if you're, if you're doing a lot of teams, you're doing, you know, mass entry stuff, you're going to want to, you're going to want to look for some punt plays, but, um, but if you're in cash specifically um, and even in smaller field tournaments, like all the equities at the top this week and uh, you know, you got Jalen hurts. Um, he's playing Tennessee uh you know there's uh t- tennessee likes uh it's a pass funnel you could throw on tennessee you can't run on tennessee it's a it's a good week to get off of uh, miles sanders but a great week to get on like uh you know the the uh, philadelphia pass catchers so there's AJ some equity brown. yeah aj oh my god i'm getting a boner right now thinking about aj brown it's that kind of week it is uh, like get hard for AJ Brown week. Uh, he, he's one of the best wide receiver values this week. But we'll get to that in a minute. You know, like, let's uh, let's keep it the quarterback position here. Jalen Hurts, um, you know, phenomenal position. You you have a shootout, you know, which is going to be a great shootout between the the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. Mahomes, Burrow, however you want to attack it, both those guys certainly in play. Um, I'm leaning more towards the 6900 Joe Burrow versus the 8300 Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's just a hard team to stack, and we'll we'll go through that game. It's one of the highest over under, so we'll talk more about how to stack it and how to approach it in a minute. You know, Justin Fields possibly playing seventy four hundred. I don't know if I'm going to want to touch that against Green Bay. Green Bay, as people know, it's just a uh, fantasy death camp. It's just a slow grind. Anytime the uh, Green Bay Packers are on the field. Uh, they don't like to play fast. They like to play extremely slow. So there's not a lot of fantasy equity in there. But if Justin Fields is playing, you know, Mooney is out. Um, it, it seems like an obvious path to either Komet or uh, Claypool. You know, this might be the big Claypool coming of age game. And, of course, you get the equity of Justin Fields' legs. Um, so that, that's enticing. Um, but I'm not certain Justin Fields is going to play in that game yet. Uh, I don't know if you've heard anything, Clark. Uh no, I mean, signs started pointing that direction as of yesterday. The full participant yeah. yesterday has everybody excited. Uh, we'll part- see. I mean, today we'll find out probably uh, what's going on. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll get a better understanding. Just watch that injury report coming out this afternoon. Um, Deshaun Watson, you know, he's been getting the uh, tug jobs over at the uh, the uh, massage parlors all across Texas, and they they threw him out of Texas. Uh, you know, that's why he resides in Tennessee, uh, is because all his uh, you know exes live in Texas, as the George Strait song uh, goes. But Right now he's not he's not in Tennessee he's in Cleveland and this is a potent Cleveland offense with a hell of an offensive line it's a great position for Deshaun Watson you know does he have chemistry with this team we don't know um, is he going to be rusty we don't know you know is he the same guy he once was we don't know you know are the uh, massage therapists going to be in the stands. Probably. Is that going to mess with his head? We don't know. So it's a gamble, but he's 6,500 with a 30-point ceiling. You're certainly going to want to have some exposure on him. Lamar Jackson, 7,800 against Denver. Not an enticing play. Um, matter of fact, it's kind of a sickening play, but it's Lamar Jackson, you know, and, and you know who to, you know who to stack it with there with Andrews and uh, you go to town. Justin Herbert's in a, in a smash spot. Um, you know, one of the best spots for him uh, of the year going up against uh, Vegas, who you could just, you know, you could have your way with offensively. Uh, this is going to be a big game for all Sandy, or I'm sorry, Los Angeles Chargers players, um, you know, including Herbert. Eckler is going to smash. I mean, it, the receivers are going to smash. Uh, we'll talk more about that game in a moment. And then the flavor of the week, you know, everybody, everybody's excited. As a matter of fact, highest projected ownership of any quarterback. Do you know who it is, Clark? It is a, a fella. For, uh, they have great barbecue in the town where he plays football. Patrick Mahomes. It, no, 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 no. It is, it is not. Uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, is not going to be highly owned because of his uh, extreme price point and impossibility to game stack. It is Trevor Lawrence, Clark, the first overall pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, oh. he's, he's come to roost. He's 5,900 in Detroit. And we know what happens in Detroit. We know what happens in that dome. It is a fantasy gold mine. And uh, it, Trevor Lawrence has been looking decent lately. Fifty nine hundred. He's he's the uh, you know he's the low priced quarterback of the week. He's the flavor of the week. Um, you're probably going to see him in cash games uh, as well as tournament. Uh, he might be a little over owned, you know. Versus say you know Justin Justin Fields obviously uh, a lot more money. And a lot more risk because you just don't know how healthy he is. But uh, yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to be is going to be that guy. Um, on the lower priced end of things, you know, Mike White looked really good against the Bears, and he's going up against Minnesota in the dome. Uh, just a very efficient quarterback. He is fifty four hundred. Um, I don't love the play, but I, I certainly do like it in tournaments. I'm going to be giving some dart throws at that. Uh, Derek Carr. Miserable, never hits, never hits, you know, like above those 20 points. It's like getting prune juice out of that guy. Um, but he, he's 5,600, um, and he's probably worth a shot, as is Kirk Cousins, kind of the same story. You know, not not an enticing play, but um, an okay play. Geno Smith's in a great spot. <laughs> Nice. Thank you for thank you for jumping in there, Clark. Appreciate yeah, no problem. I just wanted to get all over that for you. Um, I uh, I had my settings wrong, and, and you're right. Trevor Lawrence is who I see as the uh, the highest projected. Well, there you go. Quarterback. The lowest. 
Great job. The lowest, uh, the lowest quarterback I'd go to right this this week is probably uh, Jared Goff, just because of game environment and the high over and under at fifty three hundred. Uh, I'm not excited about that play. Neither is the field. He's projected about six percent. Um, and then fifty two hundred. If you really want to get sneaky, if you want to get dirty, if you want to get in the weeds. Maybe some Kenny Pickett, but I don't think his ceiling is realistic enough. Kind of the same problem with like Mike White, who we were talking about. You know, good player, good position, but the ceiling it just isn't that enticing, and I don't think it's enough to win a tournament. So um, those are probably some bad ideas. Whereas somebody like Joe Burrow, I think, is the way to go this week. Uh, the running back position. This is like I said. There's there's a lot, in my opinion. There's a lot of low priced. Um, Wide receiver plays this week. You know, there's guys who who are cost efficient in good spots. You know, number one receivers uh, like Burks. You know, in Tennessee uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, there's there's just some good good plays out there where you could save some money because you're going to want to spend up. I think this week at the uh, running back position. I think this is a, this is you know Austin Eckler. Is eighty five hundred. He's in he's in a gold mine of a spot. I mean, the guy is projecting right now at about twenty percent ownership, probably too low. Um, I think his ceiling is very realistically in the thirties, the thirty pluses. You know, he's just a guy they use for everything. You know, passing, pass work, run work. Um, you know, he, he's an elite back in a great environment, going up against uh, the uh, Raiders who uh, are weak at defending the the running back position. I think a great tournament play. Anytime you see this guy at 5% ownership, you play the fuck out of him. Like he's, he's that good. It's Christian McCaffrey. You know, there, there was some talk this week, maybe a little bit of injury concerns Um, in practice. He's a little banged up, but I believe his backup is, is out. Um, There's not a lot of competition this week for him at the running back position and San Francisco gets Miami, you know, it's not, it's not an enticing matchup. It's not, it's not like a, like the Austin Eckler matchup where there's just so many pluses. It's a bit of a risk, but 5%, that's a tournament winner. Um, He is uh, yeah, Elijah Mitchell, right? He's right back out again. Right. Yeah. Stepped up. Wow. So, uh, yeah, smash spot for McCaffrey with Mitchell out. You know, Josh Jacobs, 50 points. You know, I told you to get off him early on Sunday morning because I was a little worried about the him popping up in the uh, injury report yeah. on Friday. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for that. Yeah, he goes off for 50 points. Uh, so good thing there wasn't a show last week because I probably would have screwed a lot of people up. Um, with the holidays. But, yeah, Josh Jacobs, 7,900. Great spot again going up against the Chargers. Um that game, like I would, I wouldn't mind playing the two running backs against each other. I mean, it's almost impossible because of price, but yeah, I mean, it's enticing. Yeah, Nick, Nick Chubb, you know, Cleveland. We know, like, play running backs against Houston. Houston cannot. Lovey Smith, you know, this guy. I mean, he had his moment. We're from Chicago. You know, right. there, there's a little bit of Lovey Love, but you know, his defenses have been historically bad since leaving the Bears, and uh, they can't stop the run. And, you know, Nick Chubb should give you should give you a little chubby because, you know, the guy is a a dominant running back. Uh, He's a man playing against boys and he's going to run over him. He's going to knock those tomato cans over, you know, to quote the the great Doug Buffon. And uh, yeah. And then you got Watson. I mean, it's it's an interesting game, but Cleveland likes running the ball. They, They prefer to run the ball 
and they're playing a team that can't stop the run. So, you know, Nick Chubb, he's only projecting at 8% ownership. That's, that's scary low for the potential he has, especially when you, when you weigh that against Josh Jacobs. You know, both of them are in great spots, Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Jacobs is only $100 less, and he's projecting at about 30% ownership. Mm-hmm. Still questionable. So, yeah, questionable. Um, so great pivot. I mean, fantastic pivot is to play Nick Chubb over Josh Jacobs. Any chance you could get this week. All right. Hmm. My throat is drying out. No, that's all good. Um, yeah, and of course, they're in the dome in Houston. That's great for that. Yeah. Huh. It'll be interesting to see how the running backs do with the uh, with the change in QB there. Joe Mixon, Cincinnati Bengals, seventy one hundred, right there. The uh, you know almost a thousand dollars off of Jacobs and uh, Chubb. Uh, Joe Mixon, way too cheap. Great limited spot against practice. the Chiefs. Yeah, limited practice on Wednesday for Mixon. Uh, he's yeah. making his way through the protocol. Yeah. Right. Which is great. I mean, the, the the good thing with concussions is you know what it is, right? Yeah. Like it right. Could, it could happen again, but it's not going to stop his legs, right? <laughs> I mean, once a guy clears, he's he's back full, you know, hundred percent. So, is P Ryan uh, going to be a must play if he's out at six thousand? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, if if the news comes out, Joe Mixon isn't playing. Uh, P Ryan's a smash play at six K. Aaron Jones, I don't love the spot, but it's Chicago. It's the Bears. And, yeah. uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw to. And we traded away everybody who could stop the run. You yeah. know, there's nobody left on the Chicago Bears who could stop the run. So, you know, and run then, all you anyone want. Who can, anyone who can stop the pass is hurt. That's true. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, the Bears. So we're clear. The Bears are a pretty bad defense, and Aaron Jones is a pretty good running back, and he's 6,900, and he, he's coming in about 10% ownership. So, yeah, that's that's a that's a good play as well. <laughs> there are some cheap options at running back this week. I don't like any of them. Zenovan Knight of the Jets, 4,600. Um, okay, ceiling. Yeah, I just think there's so much ceiling that, you know, it, you're probably – these guys aren't going to probably go for 20-plus points. And I think you're going to need 20-plus points from your running backs this week. So, mm-hmm. you know, and and for only like $700 more, you know, you could take a shot at either Gibson or, or Brian Robinson. Um, yep. Who, who uh, uh, you know, they're playing the Giants. The Giants aren't great against the run. Um, they're good at stopping the pass, but you could run on them. So, you know, I'd rather take a risk on one of those two guys and hoping for the best. You know, uh, DeAndre Swift's only 5,600. We don't know what his usage is anymore. You know, it's all over the place. Um, but he seems more healthy now, and it's very realistic to see him involved in that game plan. Well, Williams is getting a lot of carries there, right? Like, yeah. Does he get the bulk of them still for the most part? He does. Yeah. He, he's, he, you know, um, Swift is still more involved in the passing game, but, uh, and Williams, especially around the goal line, you know, 18 touches last week, 17, the week prior, 16, the week prior to that. And that's with Swift playing. So, 
uh, Swift only had, you know, uh, five attempts last week, five attempts the week before. So even if you give him 10, 10 attempts, which would be back to kind of where he was, I mean, it's not that enticing, but <laughs> given the skill of the player, you know, he's worth taking some risk on. Yep. Interesting. And then you got Lawrence in that game. All right. I, I like that game. Yeah. So up top is where I'm going at running back is, is basically what I'm saying that yeah. the punt plays aren't that enticing. Whereas, you know, when we talk receiver, I think there's a lot of value. And we'll go over that in just a second here. I'm just trying to find the mid-price running back I like this week. You know, I told you Sanders is in a bad spot. He's 6,300. Mm-hmm. Probably not doing that. You know, uh, Travis Etienne, if he's healthy against Detroit, is a good play. Probably the best play at the price range. You know, the field's there at 21%. So they agree with me. Um, Damian Pierce. Against Cleveland, you know, they're going to be playing from behind. It's not that enticing. But the only offense the Houston Texans have is Damian Paris. He's 5,900. It's a home game. You know, I like that, I like that play. So, yeah, it's it, it, there's not a lot of flexibility at the running back position this week either. I mean, you're spending at least 6,000, over 6,000 for both players. I, like I said, I don't think there's a punt worth taking right now unless there's something happens in the injury reports. Is there a backup for uh, ETN if, if he's out? Uh, like, would you go with Hasty there? Probably not. I mean, at that point, I don't think I'm, I, I, I'd am i find the value yeah. to go there. Again, yeah, because you're spending up at running back. Yeah, I'd prefer to spend up, for sure. Um, because and we'll move to receiver. Yesterday, um, ETN had uh, proclaimed that he'll be ready to go. So if it's up to him, he's playing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have my money on him playing for sure. Okay. Um, you know, here, here's some receivers. Um, Justin Watson, he's 3,200. You know, it seems like he's the only receiver getting – he's on the field more than any other wide receiver right now for the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're in a good spot. So, against Cincinnati. So, I mean, that that's just a great play. You know, Kendall Hinton of the Denver Broncos, 3,600. Elijah Moore, 3,700. Um, actually, don't like that play at all. Uh, DeAndre Carter, great play, 3,900. You know, the third receiver for the uh, the slot, or third receiver for the uh, the Chargers. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. They uh, third receiver for the Chargers is not a good play, or he's a good play. It's a great yeah, play. I was, uh, all right. I think he's the best value yeah, play at 3,900. All right. All right. That's great. Yeah. I'm going to be playing a lot of him. Uh, Matt Collins, 4,600, Vegas. You know, there's, there's just uh, such issues at that receiver position. You know, there, it, it, Chase Claypool, you know, the number one receiver for the Chicago Bears. We we know it's a crapshoot. We know we know it, it very possibly could be you know eight targets for forty six yards, but Chase Claypool's thirty eight hundred. You know DJ Shark is going you know against the team that that drafted him, the Jacksonville Jaguars. A little bit of a revenge game, thirty eight hundred. So you know Marvin Jones, four uh, K. 
Josh Reynolds re- returning to the Lions. I think he's going to be uh, taking on back his role. You know, he's 4K. Okay. So, and then Scatling, you know, Valdez Scatling of the Chiefs is 4,100. So, the, like, I, like I'm saying, there's just a lot of underneath value. Burks, 4,600. You know, Drake London, 47. You know, hell, Thielen is 5K. Um, Garrett Wilson, great play, 5,300 against Minnesota in the Dome. So I don't think you need to go as high at the receiver position this week, especially because there is some, there are a couple guys, you know, at a decent price. Jamar Chase, if he plays, he's in a great spot against the Chiefs, 7,900. Armand St. Brown, always too cheap, 7,100, you know, 30-point ceiling. The guy I got excited about when we started the show, uh, absolutely great spot. A.J. Brown, 7,800, great price, great ceiling. So you don't have to spend over 8K at wide receivers, what I'm saying this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys, they're there and their ceilings are real. I mean, it's your Justin Jeffers. Yep. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, who's not in a great spot. Um, they can, they can, the Jets can shut him down, you know, and there was that sauce over there. You have uh, Tyreek Hill uh, against San Francisco. Again, you know, you're betting on talent. Those guys can absolutely dominate, you know, yep. three touchdowns, 200 yards, but they're not in good spots. You know, it's it's not favorable for them. Uh, Devontae Adams, I like him best of the three players over 8K. You know, he's 8,700, and I think he is in a good spot against the Chargers. So he's my favorite play in that price range. Um, but I'm very comfortable going down to 7,800 with A.J. Brown. Or spending a hundred more for Higgins, or I'm sorry for Chase. So um, yeah, I mean that's kind of where I'm where I'm going to be looking. Um, if Chase if Chase happens to be out of the, if it's the same story as last week when it looked like he was playing, yeah, um, Higgins, Boyd, yeah, Higgins, yeah. sure, not Boyd. I mean Boyd Boyd's just a wasteland of fantasy, uh, but Higgins for sure. Okay. Yep. Uh, um, it's okay. that it's that time of year where like when it's sunny in a stadium uh, at a stadium at a at a game uh, it looks like oh it's going to be beautiful weather but eh, it might be 30 degrees it might be 20 yeah. degrees it's uh it it's there it's going to be 37 in Kansas City for that matchup uh between uh the the Cincinnati and uh in Kansas City of course um, here in Chicago, uh, where the Bears are hosting the evil Green Bay Packers, uh, we're looking at 36 degrees, sunny and clear. Beautiful. There you go. Um, all right, so let's let's start looking at the top three over-unders and how to attack those games. At 51 right. points right now, Jacksonville Jaguars, Detroit Lions. The, the point spread's a half a point. So, you know, they're expecting a shootout and a close shootout. So it's it should be a competitive game. And, you know, the, the quarterback to play is obviously Trevor Lawrence at 5,900. Um, Goff, just not as enticing, but he is 5,300. You know, I'm, I am going to take some shots with him, but uh, I'm kind of with the chalk with, with, the, with the field. And uh, thinking Trevor Lawrence is a great play. Yep. Um, so just looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars, 
I, I wouldn't mind tra- uh, uh, stacking Trevor Lawrence with uh, Travis Etienne and uh, doing the double stack. Um, the best play in the highest ceiling at 6,300 is Christian Kirk. Um, just an awesome spot for him. I'm not going to have a lot of exposure on uh, Zay Jones or Marvin Jones Jr., but in game stacks, I'm definitely going to be looking at them. Right now, uh, Zay Jones is projecting for very high ownership. Uh, So it looks like everybody wants to stack Lawrence, Kirk, and Zay Jones. Um, Where, you know, Marvin Jones is a decent pivot. And Ingram's only coming in at 10% ownership, and he's 3K. So, um, yeah. So I like that. I mean, when I'm attacking this game, I'm probably going to do everything I can to avoid stacking with Zay Jones just because of the ownership. You know, Christian Kirk has 20% ownership, um, and that's worth taking. Zay Jones at 23% ownership, not worth taking. Just Um, the price price that you're paying there? Yeah, the price you're playing, the ceiling isn't as good, and you can't play both of them because of the ownership. Yep. And, you know, you have the highest-owned quarterback – and two of the highest owned receivers. Okay. Okay. I like that. The weather, of course, is going to be just fine because they have that dome in Detroit Man, honey. in that game. So uh, with the weather being fine in the dome, they are going to do uh, – they, they should be able to perform up to all of their capabilities, Al. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so uh, – Yeah. No, um, I might I might do a little bit of Kirk based on that. Yeah, you, I mean these guys are cheap. Fifty nine hundred for Lawrence. You number one receiver sixty three hundred for Kirk, and then you punt for four K at Marvin Jones and or Evan Ingram at three. You know you're gonna have a lot of money. You're gonna eat a ton of ownership though. So, I like I like when a team play, when a player plays against his former team, even uh, Marvin Jones. I think he had a touchdown last week. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, Marvin Jones. The Jags had. Yeah, we'll see there. And then, so if you're going to stack the Jaguars, then you run back with St. Brown, right? Well, I mean, you're running into that. You're really running into massive ownership problems at this point. Um, Yeah, Marvin Jones, three for three last week, 22 yards and a touchdown. So not that exciting, but. Right. You know, I mean, there is a ceiling potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Armand St. Brown is at 25% ownership. So if you play okay. the players everybody's playing, man, you have to get very, very contrarian sure. with the other pieces in these games. You know, I mean, you're going to have to look to play. And that doesn't mean, like, play gross players. You know, we talked about Derrick Henry being a great spot. And he's at 5% ownership. So right there is a pivot, you know, that's worth playing. Because remember, these guys are cheap. So you're going to have some money. So, you know, I'm sorry, not uh, not Derrick Henry. That's what I Derrick heard. Henry, yeah, Derrick Henry uh, against Philly, it's a decent risk. But I'd much rather would go with Christian McCaffrey at, at a 5% ownership. Okay. And then whatever punt play, you know, if you spend down 
at tight end or you spend down on your third wide receiver, you have to make sure you're not playing the player everyone else is. Like you just cannot. Or you're just going to be in with the you're, you're going to be in with the rest of the field, and you're not going to be able to differentiate yourself. So, I mean, it's a must to get creative if you're if you're stacking this game, and it, it is probably the most exciting game to stack on the on the board. Like it gives you a lot of flexibility. Yep. And uh, you know, there's a lot of hope that this is going to be a shootout. Um. It might be worth it might be worth avoiding in tournaments. Like if if the field's going, you know, fifteen percent, I I might go seven percent and just cut it in half, just because there's so much chalk in this game, just so much chalk. It's just really really hard to play. Um, you could get really contrarian and go the other way. You know, Jared Goff cuts your ownership of quarterback in half. You know, mm-hmm. now you're down to six percent. Uh, you know, you're going to play St. Brown, fine, you know, and then maybe a, a Josh Reynolds who's at, you know, under 3% ownership right now. And, uh, you know, immediately, you know, now now you're taking a completely contrarian approach to the game. And, uh, you know, it has the same ceiling and it has the same projection. Remember, both teams, it's only a half-point difference um, between the two, according to Vegas, and it's a 51-point over and under. So it's not it's not unrealistic that uh, Jared Golf can have a really good game, you know, with Armand St. Brown and uh, maybe like a Brock Wright, you know, at twenty eight hundred. It's touchdown dependent, but okay, you know, no ownership there, under three percent. Again, I probably would go with the four K Josh Reynolds at under three percent, under one percent ownership right now. In all honesty, so. Or, or DJ Shark, you know, again, under 1% ownership. And then you run it back with Christian Kirk. And then you're avoiding the Zay Jones and the double stack there. Um, I'm, I'm talking myself into it that I think I like the Lions side better than the Trevor Lawrence side in this game just because of ownership. No other reason. I mean, obviously, the better play is, is to take Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville side, but... You know, you could still get there with the Lions, uh, especially if Jacksonville kind of shuts down or stifles that running back uh, situation. And, the uh, you know, and it's just a pure shootout. So, yeah. I mean, let's not forget, Jared Goff did have uh, one good game this year. Let me see what his actual ceiling's been. Or am I imagining that? I have no, no 30, idea. No 37... Fun. 37 points against the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, the oh, dude really? almost put up 40 points one time this this year. Um, I, had no clue. I mean, outside of that, virtually every game he's played, he's been under 20 fantasy points. So the Seattle game of 37 points, a massive outlier, but it happened. And this is the right atmosphere for it to happen again. So just something to consider. You know, like I said, if you play the Detroit side, you're completely going against the field. And uh, that's enticing when you have a team that's so chalky. Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals, 53 uh, point over and under. Um, this is the number one over and under on the week. Um, Kansas City's favored uh, by two. So, again, projecting for a shootout. We know Kansas City doesn't play well in their home stadium. They don't play bad. They just um, – 
they don't throw as much. Patrick Mahomes has road splits, and he's one of the few quarterbacks who are better on the road as opposed to home from a fantasy perspective, not an actual gameplay perspective. Um, And you have Joe Burrow at 6,900. I mean, this is just a great game, great game to play. Um, And Patrick Mahomes, you know, nobody wants to touch the Kansas City Chiefs this week because – Patrick Mahomes is expensive. He's 8,300 because Travis Kelsey is expensive at 7,900. Uh, 7, uh, you know, you have a 60-point ceiling between the two players. That's real. You know, it's realistic. It could get there, and it could get there fast. You know, you might want to – you might just want to single stack those two guys and then run it back on Cincinnati with, like, a boot for, you know, 3,500. And get Hayden Hurst. Now, now you're saving a little bit of money. You're getting a lot of equity out of this game, and you can move on. You know, you don't have to guess at the Kansas City wide receiver position, which is a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, most likely, I, I think I like Justin Watson at 3,200 out of any of the players. Not one. I mean, to put this in perspective, this game has a 53 point over and under. Nobody. Not one single wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs is projecting over three percent ownership. Wow! Nobody, nobody wants to play them, and and you know there's good reason because you just don't know they spread it around. You know, so uh, when you, you throw a dart at throw a dart at one of them and they happen to hit, and they don't boom. spread it out, you're good to yeah. go. That's so yeah. tough. They yeah. And and the cool thing about it is. You know, you you typically spend what about like eight grand for for number one wide receiver. You know, seventy nine hundred somewhere in there. Yeah. Well, Kelsey is seventy nine hundred, and then usually what you do is you pair it with a tight end who's around three k. Well, you know, Justin Watson is thirty two hundred. Mm-hmm. So you're effectively, you know, you're, you're taking a wide receiver and, and playing them as the uh, as the tight end. You know, from a cost perspective, and then you're you're playing the tight end as your number one receiver, and you're just you're you're in the same boat as everybody else. Like you're not uh, you're not shooting yourself in the foot. So, uh, you know, and if you want one of the two top two wide receivers on on the game, you know, forty one hundred for Scatling. Again, I mean, that's a that's an elite. That's a that's a, an above average uh, price for a tight end. So. You know, it's definitely doable, and then you could still probably run it back with like a Higgins okay. at seventy two hundred. It's expensive, but you know, yeah, it's expensive. But I, I think you could probably pull it off. If not, I mean, there's always Boyd, and like I said initially, I think Hayden Hurst is a good run back at thirty five hundred. The problem is, if you're running back Hayden Hurst, um, now you're using your flex. You're playing a double tight end team. Which is okay, you know. Uh, over over the course of a year, generally two or three uh, double tight end teams win a million maker. So it's not like a, a a horrible strategy. It's just not a strategy I tend to be comfortable with. Um, but it's probably the route I'm going to go in this game. Throw a little tight end in the flex and uh, walk out of there. Um, with some decent value. Now, I prefer to play the Joe Burrow side of this game, um, as do does the field. Joe Burrow projecting a little bit better at ownership. He's he's at about 11%, which I think is about the third highest uh, projected owner, um, owned quarterback. 
this week, you know, but he's got a, he's got a 30 point ceiling and he's 6,900 and the, the only throw to like two guys and it's, it's Higgins and it's chase uh, very hard to double stack them. That's again, why Hayden Hurst uh, fits in nicely um, in this game period. I mean, he's coming in, he's not a guy, he's 3,500. And he projects for a guy who's around 3K. Nobody would be playing him otherwise, but because of the game environment for him, he's projecting at about 10% ownership. So it's not a sneaky move. Um, it's going to be a move you're going to have to play. But the game itself is so low-owned with such a high ceiling that, yeah. I think if I'm playing – I think right now I have to say if I'm playing like a 6,000-person field or under – I'm definitely playing somebody from this game. And it's probably going to be Burrow. Okay. Um although I'm I'm starting to talk myself into that uh that other the Kansas City side that we just talked through. I like that too. Um even though the ownership is there a bit with Mahomes. Yeah, well Mahomes Mahomes doesn't have any ownership. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Mahomes is That's great. Uh, He's at about five percent ownership because of the price, you know. You could get the same ceiling from Joe Burrow at sixty nine hundred than you can for Patrick Mahomes at eighty three hundred. So the field obviously is just gonna gravitate towards the cheaper play when they're projecting exactly the same. And uh that guy's Joe Burrow. But that doesn't mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes isn't the only quarterback this week who goes off, you know, for 35, 40 points and just has an old school Patrick Mahomes game, you know, like we saw a couple years ago. So, yep. yeah. But, you know, from, from a strategic standpoint, um, you, you're probably going to want to go Joe Burrow. You know, last year, I mean, we saw 41 point, 43 point games uh, from, from uh, Mahomes. You know, last so. year, I mean, we saw, but we also kind of saw that with Burrow as well. So, you know, it, it, take it or leave it. Play the game. Uh, right now, there's just too little ownership on there. Get creative with it. Uh, you may just want to single stack Mahomes uh, with with Kelsey. Um, you may want to single stack Burrow um, and then run it back with, like, uh, Kelsey. Um, that's the other problem playing the Cincinnati side is who do you, who do, you do the run back, you know? I mean, it's like right. you you could do the running back position in the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Pachenko, I think, is a good play at fifty seven hundred, or you could or you can do Kelsey. You're probably not going to want to take the risk of one of those other wide receivers, even though there's a little bit of value there. Uh, fifty point fifty fifty and a half point over and under. Um, you have the Chargers and you have the Raiders. And the Chargers are just in this. This this game is really sexy. Really, another annoying. game played in a dome, Al. So the weather's going to be just fine. Yeah, I've I've gotten I've talked myself into thinking I have like an edge playing just the late game slate, just the afternoon slate, and doing like a, a hundred and fifty max. And yep. this one's really exciting, man. I mean, you have Seattle, you have Seattle, L.A., which is you know a shit show. But then you have Miami, San Francisco, you have Kansas City, Cincinnati, you have L.A., Chargers, and, and, and Vegas. So the afternoon slate is really, really enticing this week. It's going to be fun. 
Because yep. there's a lot of turds in the early, early slate. You know, Chicago, Green Bay. I mean, come on. Well, we, we did. We had a question in the chat. This is from somebody called Clark in Chicago. Should I play Aaron Rodgers in 20% of my lineup, stack him with Lazard, and run it back with Valus Jones Jr.? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. no. You shouldn't be playing, you shouldn't be playing uh, uh, fantasy football. Who asked that question? I don't know who that guy is. He's a dubious individual, whoever it is. Um, yeah, everybody in this player. Huh? Uh, I just said, get out of here. You're not allowed to play anymore. Yeah, no, no. You you should get the uh, lifetime ban, the Pete Rose. There you go. Everybody in this game is playable. You know, Justin Herbert, uh, Keenan Allen, Joshua Palmer, DeAndre Carter. You know, those are those are awesome wide receiver plays. None of them are projecting over 10% ownership right now, which I don't think is right. Like, why? 6,500 on Keenan Allen, 5,600 on Palmer. It's an easy double stack. Yeah. You know, Eckler, Eckler at 20%, I think, is too under-owned. Um, I guess it's because Herbert's 7,200. Nah, that's not even that bad. Gerald Everett. Um, he's in a decent spot as well. You know, 4,400, a little expensive for the tight end position, but no ownership. So, yeah, do whatever you want with the Jacksonville double sack. Like, have some fun. You know, you could do Herbert, Eckler, and a wide receiver. You could do Herbert, two wide receivers. You could do uh, Herbert, uh, wide receiver, tight end. I mean, it's all playable, and there's no wrong answer. Josh Palmer projecting similar. To Keenan Allen, a little bit less ownership and obviously a thousand dollars less, uh, nine hundred dollars less. So, Josh Palmer, really good play this week. You know, Mike Williams hasn't practiced last two practices, um, so I, I don't think he's playing. So, yeah, I mean, fire it up. And the runback's easy. You know, it, it's Devontae Adams, eighty seven hundred. He's expensive, but he's in a great spot. If you want to run back Josh Jacobs, that's doable too. You know, assuming the Chargers fall behind and, and, and you know, the Raiders just run the ball. Um, and that might be a little contrarian to the field because um, I think I think most people are going to do the run back with Adams. You know, Matt Collins is a great value. If you just want to find a value uh, in the stack, I don't think you need to, but it's an option. Uh, from the Raiders side, not as enticing because Derek Carr, you know, let's face it, just isn't just isn't a great ceiling. But he's definitely in play at fifty six hundred. You know, he, he, Josh Jacobs, um, Devontae Adams, all playable. Uh, Matt Collins at forty six hundred is playable. Um, and Foster Moreau uh, hasn't done anything really. You know, since since filling in. Um, his ownership's also a little too high, fifteen percent, for what he is. Um, but he's thirty six hundred, and people are definitely going to be most likely the game stack is Carr, Adams, Moreau, and then you run it back with Keenan Allen or Eckler. Um, I think that's the way to attack it from the Raiders side. But yeah, it's it's just far more enticing of a play from the Chargers' perspective. Um, that's the way to go there, especially in like uh, smaller field tournaments. Um, 
you know, just play, play Herbert. I got to consider that against uh, the Kansas City. It's going to be – it's either going to be – my play this week is either going to be like a single-entry tournament going for that 50K, um, you know, against 6,000 others. Uh, it's either going to be Mahomes, Herbert, or Burrow. Right now I'm probably leaning Burrow, although I feel like Burrow – I wish I could just search which player has cost me the most money. You know, I feel like that data should be available. But for me, it might be Joe Burrow. You know, I I constantly bet on Joe Burrow to go off. And then when when I don't play him is when he puts up the 50 points. So, well, traditionally, Al, who are the who are the players that got you the big victories? Traditionally, Uh, who who do you recall as being the ones who got you, you know, your big your big tournament win? Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Yeah, Drew Locke. You you have a Drew Locke jersey. You celebrated getting his jersey, which is a great move. Yeah, Drew Locke. Who's my other big win with? Um, Let me pull it up here. I know it's all underpriced quarterbacks. I mean, that's the way to do it in tournaments. Yeah. It's seldom that it's the big money guys that win the tournaments. They win the smaller field stuff, though. I mean, keep that in mind. But when you're playing, like, the Millie Maker – or um, the three dollar play action. Um, I mean, you you got to look underneath. You got to fade a lot of the higher price stuff. I don't like spending yeah. in tournaments. I don't like spending more than than five k. Or I'm sorry. Um, I'm always under six k uh, really? for my my big tournament like uh, yeah. my big tournament plays. So like this week, we talked a little bit of, uh, at the opening of the Field, show, but Fields kind of cracked that. Train the thought a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, once, I, I mean, once you got my to big, seven, you're still playing him. My biggest win this my biggest win this year was with the field stack. Um, yeah. It was the week before he. It was the first week he went off when you know only five percent of the field was on him, and his price was. When I was there, yeah, yeah, might have been Dallas. Yeah, I mean, his price was extremely cheap. So I think Dallas might have been the week after. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yep. I mean, he did that, fine in Dallas. Yeah, no, no, he had another great game. That, this one. week, I kind of like I faded him because I thought everybody was going with him. I, yeah. Um, oh, wow, I don't have it listed. Anyways, yeah, I, I know both tournaments were were lower priced quarterbacks. Sure. Um, yeah, which is great. Fantastic. So I mean, look, I mean, that's just a, more more reason to play Jared Goff this week. There you or go. Mike White. And that's you know. right. I mean, you just said that you said that Burrow has cost you the most money, probably. So, yeah. While Drew yeah. Locke has won you the most, probably. You know what I mean? It's just it's so funny to hear that. I mean, the Claire tournament play, if the ownership wasn't so high, would have been Trevor Lawrence. Like yeah. that's what you look for in a quarterback. Um, that's a game environment you look for. But you, what you hope is nobody's playing it, and unfortunately, everyone's playing it. So, right. yeah. So Mike White in the dome. I mean, that's the. Uh, when that's a millie maker right there. All right. I mean, I feel like quite a few people are going to be on Mike White this week in the dome. No, no. I mean, no. you're talking under 5%. He's too young. Yeah. All right. Well, then yeah. let's go. His ceiling isn't realistic enough to get there, but I mean, those are the guys who win you the tournaments. My, uh, you know. my Mike White, uh, Garrett Wilson stack helped uh, push me over the edge. Oh yeah, last week that was that came out of nowhere. I mean, just doing like a quick game stack, and I'll just generate like to a ceiling. 
Yeah. Let's let's say you do Mike White, right? You obviously want to play Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore are dark throws. Neither of them are that enticing. Uh, Tyler Conklin, you know, a lot of ownership there, but fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll take it because um, I don't know what else to do. Uh, and then I'm going to run it back with – I mean, the obvious play is Justin Jefferson. He's at 10% ownership, 30-point ceiling, 8,900. But I'm going to get a little contrarian, and I'm going to go 7,200 uh, with a 25-point ceiling, and I'm going to go Delvin Cook. So I'm, I'm, I'm playing into my thought this week that running back is, is, is the way to go. And then, okay, so there's the game stack. Now let me just optimize uh, to a ceiling. Um, I think I have my rules set here so that uh, it's gonna it's gonna project to my ceiling my uh, ownership of under thirteen percent, which I always strive for. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, you get Mike White. Your, your running backs are Delvin Cook, uh, Travis Etienne. Like uh, your flex like is that. Christian McCaffrey, who, who you know I said it's a damn good play. Um, your receivers, Garrett Wilson, Jamar Chase, DeAndre oh. Carter, who we talked about with the Chargers, is a great, great value. And then, you know, pick a defense. And you're projecting at 200 points as a ceiling. And wow. I'll probably just – I'll probably play this game just to see how it goes, um, as we talked about here. Unless, of course, Chase doesn't play, then uh, I would pivot off of it. But uh, – yeah, let me just see what ownership it's it's coming in at. Yeah, wow. Oh shit, I didn't realize I've already generated three hundred teams. All right, you got three hundred teams. Well, no, I just generate like mass amounts of teams to see what's happening. Right. You know, to see what what players are being overplayed. You know, uh, that team projects that team we just built projects at about twelve percent ownership. So very much a tournament play. Mm-hmm. And listen, you know, again, the ceiling on this, Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, Delvin Cook, Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Um, you get Garrett Wilson, who you, you saw what he could do. He's like the only guy Mike White is comfortable throwing to. Um, your biggest risk is Mike White. You know, I think DeAndre Carter at the Chargers positions, pretty safe play. Tyler Conklin is only 3K. He's a punt, um, and it makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, I put you down in the Tennessee defense, which isn't a great play, but it's it's allowing you to make everything else happen. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, that that's a great tournament play. Like, that, that's a tournament play I get excited about. You know, we have a, we have a correlation of uh, a double stack of uh, Garrett Wilson, Conklin, and White. You have the correlation of the run back in Delvin Cook. Um, there's no other mini correlation in it uh, from what I'm seeing here. But every player I'm excited about. So, cool. Yeah. And, the, and again, that's why you play underneath in mass tournaments because nobody is thinking it. Like I said, that's projecting at 12% ownership. Um a 12% average ownership. It's going to be a unique team unless you're listening to this and you're just going to play it despite me. Um, nobody else is going to play that team. So 
Wow. But yeah, I mean, play it if you want it, though. It's, you know, I just gave it out. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, there's not a lot of things underneath that I'm really all that excited for. You know, I will play some Bears Packers just because I'm, I'm a homer. Uh, but there's no actual reason to do that unless you're a Bears fan or a Packer fan. Um, because, I mean, that's just a, a, a dreadfully right. slow projecting game. Philadelphia, Tennessee, we talked a little bit about it. Uh, there's, there's definitely some good plays there. You know, uh, Jalen Hurts. Double stack with the Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. A little expensive, but doable, especially if you bring it back with uh, Traylon Burks at 4,600. Um, that's giving you, like, really good ceiling in that game, assuming uh, it doesn't just become a run fest with uh, Derrick Henry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you're gambling on, on the game stack, you know, you're hoping that that's not the case. So, you know. By all means, this is a decent game to play. I think I like the pieces more than the sum of the parts. Um, you know, I think I like, uh, like I said about A.J. Brown, really excited to play A.J. Brown. I'm probably going to have a lot of exposure on A.J. Brown outside of uh, the game stack because I'm not I'm not crazy about the game itself, the, the whole stack there. Um, Devontae Smith, I think, is a pretty good play. You know, 6,200, a little bit of a risk. Uh, you know, at that price point, I think you're kind of in the, um, the Hopkins territory, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, t- uh, not Hopkins. I was thinking Higgins. Higgins, 7,200. So that's not quite the case. But, uh, yeah, I mean, okay. I probably wouldn't risk too much Devontae Adams outside of this game stack. And, uh, yeah, good. Good. And then, you know, Houston, Cleveland, what's Watson going to do? I mean, I, I think a lot of people are going to take some crap shoots there because um, Cleveland could absolutely dominate mm-hmm. the Houston Texans. But I, I don't think it's so much going to be a Deshaun Watson game and the, the Cleveland passing game as it is going to be a Nick Chubb game, as we discussed earlier. So uh, we can kind of avoid that one a little bit. Minnesota versus the Jets. The Jets are really good against the pass. You know, Sauce Gardner uh, shutting things down. So um, it might be a a good Delvin Cook week, um, and it might be a good week to fade Justin Jefferson, especially with Justin Jefferson being the, uh, I I believe, the highest-priced wide receiver on the week. So Mm -hmm. it's a good reason not to, to waste that money on a dude who is usually worth it. Uh, Baltimore, Denver, not excited about. Yeah, and that's about it. Yeah. No, that's it. I'm excited for the week, Al. Um, last week, I came out about uh, $40 ahead. Beautiful. In this. Um, and then I hit I hit a, a couple of bets at the World Cup. I came out six dollars ahead in the World Cup. I bet thirty nine bucks and came out six bucks ahead out of that deal. Beautiful. And then that night, Michigan basketball, I hit a parlay that profited me ninety dollars. So it's been a, it's been an all right week this past week. And um, so what you're see- saying is you're going to fire up the generator and you're going to play a hundred and fifty um, lineups, all of them with uh, White as your quarterback. That is, is, that, is that what you're doing? 
That is my plan. You know, I have a lot of a lot of work to do today, but this is the week. So we've got a birthday party at 11 a.m. on Sunday, football Sunday. So I don't know. Am I allowed to fire up Red Zone on my phone at a birthday party on Sunday? Oh, yeah. Right. Give me that guy. Like those are the rules. And it's like put on the bears (laughs) right now. Because whoever whoever like schedule this party is ridiculous. I'm not going to mention I'm not going to mention names, but uh, it's. Things have gotten tough for scheduling this month with family and things. So, well, yeah, it's uh, you should you should be like, look, the World Cup's on, you know, yeah. and this is my only time of year to watch it. If, just let it be known that when I'm texting you Sunday morning, I'll be in Lombard. Okay, there you go. That's well, fine. enjoy, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. get absolutely. your back worked on, getting the Lombard uh, stretched. Yep, yep. Um, you know, I I told you I went forty on the main slate last week. Uh. Maybe if I'd had Justin Jacobs, Josh Jacobs in a couple more of my lineups, but for some reason I had him in half as many as I had originally put him in. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah. Yeah, probably, just, probably. You know, just, it was so easy to just sub in Kamara for him, Al. It was, I mean, he was right there. Oof. It was horrible. I if, I known, if I would have known you were going out of Kamara, I would have said, just risk the Jacobs. <laughs> I was driving to you. I was at a stoplight. For yeah. sake, we watched we watched uh, three quarters of a football game together this week, Al. I have found, like in, in my experience, we did that was it was very fun. It was awesome. Um, we watched White. I mean, the White, the tournament maker this week. And we hung out with a new friend who bought us Heinekens. That we yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. We, <laughs> what, what a gentleman! He's pushing those he on anybody. Nice very nice. <laughs> All I know is I texted Clark at one point. Stop making eye contact with him. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind. Yeah. Um, no, I it was the white show we watched. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyways, oh, I found in my in my fantasy experience, don't overreact to news last second. Just go with your gut. Once your lineups are set, unless it's like player X is out. Oh, what happened to us? We each built oh, yeah. our uh, yeah, we Bears. built our Peterman lineup real quick because it was announced that that Simeon uh, was out with an oblique. And next thing you know, last minute, I I may hear on the radio, they're like, Oh, they both have their helmets on as I pull up and I tell you, you go, Are you shitting me? So we got well, Yeah, we got who won money. that bet? What's that? Who won that bet? Which bet? The the uh, the Peterman bet. We both built a Peterman lineup. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, we, we both did. wrote it off because Peterman didn't end up playing, but yeah. we um, ended up looking at it. Yeah, you and I had a five dollar bet on the side, didn't we? We've got yeah. We should somehow that got lost in the shuffle. What, that was, can you pull? Can you pull? Can you pull yours up? Yeah, I can. I got mine here. Right. Ooh, I, I I got the big goose egg on Mooney. So not only did I goose egg on the quarterback, I goose egged on Mooney. Oh boy. Uh-oh. Yeah. Mooney oh, and- Mooney goose egg before he got before he got hurt. Yeah. And and I played the Bears defense who goose egged. So I have three zeros, Clark. Oh my gosh. I did have I did have some decent other plays though. Okay. What do you got? You Hang on. Looking? I might be in trouble. I changed the password yesterday. Son of a bitch. Oh I- no. 
Um, hang on, hang on. I'll get there. I'll get there. Give me, give me a second. I know we're going to go long now for this. Uh, it was great. I heard from Ross the last couple of weeks. He's asking, asking about where the show is. So here it is, Ross. This one was for you, bud. Yeah, I believe he got, uh, I believe Ross got eliminated from the fishbowl. Um, sad to see that. Uh, mm-hmm. I know he was right on, he was right on the cusp. Um, I think I'm ranked like 250. After after the first week of the playoffs, I'm in a pretty good position right now. Uh, you know, I'm sitting on 40 points from uh, Josh Allen and, and Diggs from last night. Mine's telling me I don't have any recent, no recent lineups, Al, which is incorrect. Under my contest, recent, nothing? Nothing. No history. Oh. Okay, well. The world may never know who won that won that contest. I ended up putting a uh, hundred and twelve points. You'll have to tune in Tuesday to the uh, Sports Addict Show if, if we're back. Uh, happy to hear that Rygar is feeling better. Yeah, the cat finally pooped. You know, a five hundred dollar trip to the vet just to find out my cat was constipated. Oh man, I'm sorry. But, but so is own, so is pet ownership. Uh, yeah, it's a peace of mind. I know she was acting really strange and. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. I had to. I had to give her some uh, laxatives. So, of course, unreal. When she wants to eat in the morning and I'm sleeping in, she'll uh-huh. grab my big toe. Yeah. She'll put her paw on my big toe and just grab it and shake it. And she did that this morning. You know, this morning, six o'clock in the afternoon, and yeah. that's when I knew I'm like, because she wasn't eating. So I'm like, if she's asking for food, then she must have pooped. And I went right to the litter box, and uh, sure enough, there was a turd sitting in there, and she had a big smile on her face, and you know, <laughs> she got dinner. Cat never felt better. That is amazing. Al, thank you for all of your insights today. All on right, buddy. Mean on the main slate, yeah. Uh, y'all, thank you for grabbing us. Uh, you know, always pick up our podcast on a Friday morning or Friday afternoon when you're at work. Download us. Use us on the commute for those of you commuting. Those of you at home, you can just ask Alexa to play the latest episode of Live at the Sports Attic, and there you go. Ask Alexa to play live at the sports addict podcast and it will play this episode all day friday so there you go al beautiful anything anything else to say to the loyal larcher and lawrence and listener the new listener listening to the uh this uh this main slate show that we do now from DraftKings uh for for uh daily fantasy anything any last minute for week 13 nothing i just win all the money do right. beat me you know i hope you i hope you beat me and make some money Best of luck to everybody out there. Thank you, Al. I I hope that I beat you. Uh, We didn't even mention that this past week you eliminated me from the Todd's Tiki League. I am completely eliminated from the playoffs. Our team got eliminated from the playoffs as well. Yeah, very sad. Both my teams. All that money down the drain. Just flushed it. Wait, Fish is gone? Oh, no, no, my FFPCs. Oh, okay. All right. Well, have a good week. All right, buddy. See you all. Take care, man. See ya.